So um, let's change it to Viking there. Day, and we can go a Viking. <laughs> well, no. The make point... Saxons great again. Make the Saxons great again. The yes. Welcome. Welcome to uh, the Naked Apple Slices of History. And uh, <clears throat> we debated on whether or not this would be a slice of history or knowledge Keith knows. And we decided, since it's a paradigm we don't want to mock and make fun of, it's a slice of history. It was a grand debate. <laughs> This is though, how it was. Though the debate is still raging inside of Mike. <laughs> I don't think you... there is something on this planet that I don't want to mock and make fun of. That's fair. Also, he loves watching the little snippet of knowledge Keith knows, I'm sure. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, I might what, just jump in right in. Or... What do you have for us for this historical lesson, Mr. AP History? Well, student. first of all, happy Columbus Day on yes. Monday. Um, that's a holiday that unites all of America these days. Or yes. at least it used to be. It's indigenous left, people's day. Before the left ruined Nazi it. Sides. Yes. Uh, I, I am always, I'm always going off about why is it always communism? This is no exception. It's just communism, no. bro. Keith's razor. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, so what is indigenous people's day? It's a bold strategy, day? Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. What is indigenous people's day? Mike, do you, do you, can you tell me what indigenous people's day is? Oh, hell no. It's, it's some sort of special made-up something or other because they improperly use the word people because it's already plural and they pluralized a plural word. So therefore, I know it's something that they just made up out of whole cloth. They they made it up out of clothes. Guess what? It um it originates from the United Nat Nations. Oh, that's shocking! Oh, so it's this communist. is my shock face. <laughs> we, we need we need the exactly. Uh, we need the Futurama fry. I'm shocked. Shocked. Well, not that shocked. <laughs> yeah, like the thing I find so amazing about that because again, I'm just. Like the whole globalism and communism and one world government thing, that's a that's a drum that we beat a lot. But why why is it always communism and globalism and stuff? But yeah, it's it it originated from the United Nations, and it was specifically designed to over uh, to replace Columbus Day. Oh, so it was it was engineered to replace Columbus Day. It wasn't something that w was celebrated elsewhere. You know, it's like. We need to replace Col Columbus Day with something. <laughs> so what are they celebrating? Apparently, those that celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day, which is a made-up holiday, is they are celebrating the, quote, victims of colonization is how they frame it. Um, the reason I'm uncomfortable with this is that it's framed in a way that emphasizes the victimhood mentality. Um like I can see the value of honoring these people from like a family history persp perspective, mm -hmm. but like tragedy is pretty much the history of everyone's ancestors. Um, 
But Columbus Day, that's something that celebrates the progress for Western civilization. Like, if we're going to celebrate tragedies, like, I do, I do agree that there are certain tragedies that defined, like, Western civilization, but um, pretty much the, the, um, the tragedy of Indigenous Peoples Day is diseases. That, that, is, that is what wiped out most of the Indigenous people, or at least the vast reduction in population. The funny, one so, of the funny things is, one of their arguments is that he wasn't the first one to make it to the Americas. We'll get into that. We'll so, get into that. Like, so like, if he wasn't one of the first ones to make it to the Americas, then why are we blaming him for all the diseases? Right. <laughs> so, he I mean, what, did he show up he and like sleep with one. everybody? Is he passing around STDs all over the place? What the crap? Yeah. Like the thing, the thing I find so amazing, we'll get into the clips in a minute here, but the thing I find so amazing is that like in the videos that are hostile towards Columbus, they basically admit that, um, that their narrative is total bogus. They just de-emphasize certain things and then the, it makes it seem more hostile than what the history actually records. And I'll give you examples of that when we watch the clips here. You know, you can sum up the entire story of Columbus in one sentence, he said he could get to, to Asia, but he became disoriented. <laughs> I'd laugh harder if I knew you came up with that on your own. Okay, that's fair. But anyway, in summation, Indigenous Peoples Day is nothing but a socially social engineering scheme to get you and the whole country to despise Western civilization and, by extension, yourself. Um, which I which I would argue, at the core of it, is to hate Christianity. But that that part is a discussion for another day. <clears throat> okay, so getting into the narrative that is hostile towards Columbus. So what's supposedly wrong with Columbus? Um, well, they accuse him of being a colonist, basically, um, and that when he came across another civilization, he conquered them. And yeah, I mean, there's truth to that. Um, but I'm not really interested in defending the rightness or wrongness of um, colonization, but I do want to point out the options that were available to them in the context of that time. So um, let's start with the... Um, the the video that show the the quote real history that is hostile towards Columbus. It's about five minutes long. We'll go ahead and just watch the whole thing. So this whole thing, this is hostile towards Columbus, and it pretty much sums up the left's belief on this. So Trevor and Mike, I know you're going to find things that are like <laughs> objectionable. And Try to get it. through it without pausing. Or I'm going. <laughs> okay, first off, the art of Miss Frizzle. <laughs> oh it's totally it, it's it's a complete ripoff of the magic school bus anyway i i will say each of us can stop the video one oh. time if absolutely necessary try not to you have you one pause one one time one pause each how, you, have, how, you have one challenge how dare you treat my beautiful miss frizz that way <laughs> okay uh go go ahead and play it Today, we'll learn about Christopher Columbus, the heroic explorer who discovered America and proved the Earth was round. Actually, Columbus was an incompetent buffoon who never even set foot in America. 
Hush, hush. We all know Columbus wasn't perfect. That's an understatement. The real story of Columbus is even worse and weirder than you think. All aboard the Magic Band! First of all, Columbus couldn't have discovered that the Earth was round because in his time, it was already common knowledge. Globes for sale. Perfectly ordinary globes for sale. Oh, what? <laughs> then why did it take until 1492 for anyone to sail the ocean blue? Simple. Back then, they didn't know the Americas existed. So navigators thought there was no way a ship could make it all the way from Europe to Asia. So Columbus set sail because he was brave. Nope, he set sail because he was a doofus who was terrible at math. Instead of trusting the experts, Columbus believed the Earth was thousands of miles smaller than it actually was. Fools, all of them. My math says the Earth is teeny tiny and shaped like a pear. And at the top, it has a succulent nipple. He actually believed that? Yes, I actually believe this. I can sail from Europe to India in a matter of days. That's extremely wrong. It took years for Columbus to convince the king and queen his plan didn't suck. But competition in the spice trade was getting intense. So Ferdinand and Isabella were desperate to find a new way to get their fix. The earth is tiny and also a pear. Give me money, please. This money's an idiot. I don't care. Fine. Give this more on the bare minimum. 90 dumb men and three dumb ships. If you die, who cares? Right. And that's when Columbus showed them all and became a hero. But you know what happens to mouthy students? They get extra credit? I turn them into iguanas. Say hi, Edward. Kill me. Mm. Now, children, that's the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Okay, I'm pausing. <laughs> All right, you got your one pause. So Christopher Columbus is from Spain, correct? That's his home country. Uh, Italy, actually. Italy, that's right. Yes, 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 yes. Italy. But it was the, it was the um, he, Spanish king and queen that funded yes. his voyages. He proposed this to Italy, and he was chased out of a town for being a fool for thinking the earth was round. He then went to Spain... And Spain, wanting to outdo Italy in all things, spent a good sum of money and three of their good ships to sail on this voyage that he said existed that nobody else said existed. That. Yeah, I, the, the Earth is flat thing. I actually didn't. Re, I didn't get to that in my research. Um, so yeah, and the Earth being flat was more of the. Uh, the church side of things uh, because they believed that the earth being round conflicted with their biblical worldview. And so they tried to suppress that. And since the church was in charge of well, everything, everything in England, then, yeah, we're talking about the 1400s. Yeah. So yes, there were people that still thought well, the earth Europe, was round, yeah. such as Galileo and others who actually did the math and, you know, science stuff um they they kind of kept quiet because you know wasn't galileo burned at the stake or whatever for yeah continuing yeah. to say the earth is round <laughs> anyway yeah yeah but you know he knows better he's paid to do this stuff so he knows yeah. anyway that's that's my that's my pause the ships columbus sailed to discover america 
I'm really sorry, Ms. Dazzle, but Columbus never set foot in America. Oh. Of all the modern-day countries Columbus made it to, like Cuba, Haiti, and the Dominican Republic, none of them were in the United States. Uh, okay, fine. Then Pause. Columbus discovered Haiti in the... <laughs> I know, I know. That was I, that was like the most painful. He one. literally lit up the continent of South. What is it? America. South America. <laughs> I rest let's, my case. Let's see. Let's go back and look at his maps. Oh, this looks like the Panama part of. Mexico and this again, from there. He landed like all Northern. over the place in 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 Central America in and South America, yeah. but he never actually landed on America. <laughs> I have never I, wanted to. I could let the butchery of the magic school bus slide <laughs> for so long. Especially that weird iguana thing. But this, you offend me, sir. And you offend the intelligence of everybody looking at your stupid video. I award yeah. you no points. And may God have mercy on No, me. no, no, no. God shall no have no mercy. As I'm not pushing the button because he doesn't get the mercy. You will find no rest here. You will find no rest here. You will, you will find a slap to the face. You, the only yeah. thing you might get is maybe some forgiveness. Shh. Do you hear that? Okay, so that's the sound of forgiveness. That's the sound of people drowning, Carl. That is what forgiveness sounds like. Screaming so and one, then silence. <laughs> there's one more part that's actually more painful than that. His oh. argument again. They're grasping at straws. So this is going to be. You your deliberately pause, set this up so we would use <laughs> our pauses before you got to that part, didn't you? I'm actually. Gonna, I'm going to actually try to hold my tongue until the end of the video to talk about. Well, no, I'll go ahead okay. and use my pause then. The Dominican that. Republic. Go ahead. Sure, he did. If you don't count the quarter million Taino people that live there already. Uh, occupied? Someone lives here? Right. I know this part. He thought he made it to India. Aha! This is India, and these people are Indians. I will be rich in spices and gold. <laughs> what a silly mistake. Yes, if by silly you mean brutal, and by a mistake you mean one of several. The Taino treated Columbus and his crew with the utmost hospitality. Hug? Ugh. We need reinforcements! Columbus repaid their kindness by returning with 17 ships and 1,200 men so he could enslave the Taino and steal their gold. There was only one problem. They didn't have any. You, gold, now! Oh, I want to help, but what is gold? This infuriated Columbus, and soon he and his crew began to slaughter them. I hate that I know this story. This is very inappropriate for me to see. Columbus's regime was so senselessly brutal that by 1542, the Taino population on the island had fallen to 200. Okay, pause, pause. Okay, that was the more painful part. <laughs> They literally were depicting the slaughter of these Native American people, and then they said, by 1542, their population went from 250,000 to 200, 200 people. I said, 1542? You mean 100 years after Columbus's maiden voyage? 50 anyway. years, but yes. No, 1542. Or, oh, yeah, you're right, you're no. right. Yes. Still. 
50 years. Anyway, so the main culprits there were clearly like disease. So main, main culprits were disease and also uh, many of the tribes they encountered were cannibalistic tribes. Actually, that 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 I'm going to save for a little bit later. So um, you can keep playing the video. I'm, yeah, go, go ahead and keep playing the video. We'll uh, flesh this out. I can't over. believe it. I had no clue that Columbus was this cruel. But after what? this, he must have gone on to do great things. Hmm? Nope. This was literally all he did. He didn't discover America, and no. he didn't prove the Earth was no. round. He just bounced no. around the Caribbean, slaughtered a bunch of innocent people, and died. Hold on. He, he said he didn't India. land there. Hashtag <laughs> no regrets. Ugh. Holy crow. Then why do we learn about this guy in school? Oh, great question. For centuries, Columbus was a historical footnote. But that changed in 1828 when Washington Irving, the author of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow and other tall tales, wrote the first English-language biography of Columbus. Columbus was a murderous failure? That ain't gonna sell copies. Let's say he was a brave genius who proved the Earth was round and discovered America. Hmm, seems believable. And Irving's myth caught on big time when some new Americans were searching for a hero. Throughout the 19th century, a surge of Italians immigrated to America, where they were persecuted and treated like they didn't belong. Ah, this is New York City! We hate pizza, and we'll always hate pizza. <laughs> to help prove Italians were a part of the American story, Italian-Americans latched onto Irving's version of Columbus and promoted it like crazy. Hey, we know a guy that knows a guy that discovered America, and he's Italian. I guess Italians are great. This guy deserves his own holiday. And that's the true story of how an incompetent and vicious nobody became the national hero we celebrate today. All right, that's it. Good. I know, I know. It was painful to get through. But again, we need to understand the narrative that the left tries to paint. I just want to point out <clears throat> his title for his, his show is On Point. Adam Ruins Everything? Yes, because he completely butchered that story. Yeah, uh -huh. agreed. Agreed. Like, it, like by their own admission. Um, so here's a few debunkings of that. So first of all, Columbus was not an unknown. Um, so if Irving was the first one to write a biography or historical record of Columbus, could you then could you explain to me why in 1792 there was an obelisk erected in Maryland? for Columbus. Um, so there is basically a statue like commemorating. I don't believe it was of Columbus. I think it was just an obelisk, but like it was honoring Christopher Columbus. That right there. Yep. That, that thing. Yep. And by the way, it was destroyed in um, two, 2017, presumably from um, historical ignoramuses. No, there's none of those around here. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, so some other things from that video about the the world being pear shaped. Um, I didn't I didn't look into why Columbus believes that the Earth was pear shaped. Um, so I, I'm not going to doubt that he was wrong in his in his calculations. Oh, go ahead. I, I, Trevor I knows. I know. Trevor. Oh, that's exciting. Trevor knows things. <laughs> just doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well um so the mathematics for the globe if you were to measure the globe around the equator 
and then measure the globe north to south pole, you would have different measurements. So you're, what you're telling me is that the Earth is not a sphere. It's not a sphere. So when you have very, honestly, barbaric ways of measuring something that you cannot see the entirety of, you're going to come up with weird measurements that suggest, well, if it's this width here and that same math applied here gives this diameter, it must be kind of pear-shaped or something. That That's why. Yeah, there you go. That's literally it. And the funny thing is, is I actually found a clip. We're not going to play the clip because I, I, don't, I don't want to, but there's a clip that's in the notes um, where Neil deGrasse Tyson described that the Earth is not a sphere. And guess what he describes it as? He describes it as pear-shaped because it is wider in the middle and like less wide at the poles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it so, looks almost like a football. So a football with the ends squished in. Yeah, a football with yeah. the ends squished like a, a flat football with the ends yeah. squished in. Yeah. So isn't that interesting that they, like their whole basis of calling Columbus a buffoon turns out Neil deGrasse Tyson, which is like the sci- the science pope um, among leftists. Yeah. That's a great um, description. Said the same thing. <laughs> Considering yeah. everything, that's a great description. And Columbus uh, saying the Earth is small, it's not really big, it's small. He's basing his information off of knowledge that was gleaned from Egypt and others where they're closer to the equator, so they had larger measurements than he did being further north using the same calculations yeah. and saying, hey, I think we can actually make this journey a lot quicker than everyone thinks they can. Yeah, and then the point where he quote he never discovered America, even though he went to uh, <laughs> South America by their own admission. Yeah, like, in his own what, video, he what, shows them going what? to those places and destroying tribes. Like that's li- that's literally <laughs> like they're grasping at straws by their own admission. They're making yeah. like well, and and I, I anyway in in his defense, in his defense, the way most people view Columbus Day and all that stuff is. It's an American, like a U.S. holiday because he discovered America, the U.S., is, is the way they think yeah. of it. But that's not true. He discovered the continents of America on the other side of the world, which then led to the eventual population of the United States of America by Europeans. Yeah. You know, that's, that's why he celebrated Yes. Oh, anyway. And the other one is that, like they depicted the slaughtering the natives um, or whatever. And he's like, and then by 50 years later, the population fell from 250,000 to only 200. Once again, it was 50 years later. Uh, Columbus was already like 30 something or whatever when he started the voyage, right? Yeah. I actually don't know. Yeah. So those are some of the more obvious debunkings from the narrative. Um, Some of the more uh, complicated um, parts from the narrative um, is the relationship between Columbus and the native people. And so that's definitely a complicated relationship about how he treated the natives when he first got there. Cause I, I do have no (laughs) doubt that there was, there was some clashing (laughs) during that. 
Um, but the narrative that the oh. left likes to portray is that. Go ahead, Trevor. Clearly, you want to want to say something. Sorry. I, I had a hunch, so I had to follow. Go ahead. Uh, the slaughter, uh, be, the slaughter from Columbus continued till fifteen forty two. Fifteen forty two. Yes, fifty years that's later. That's odd. That's odd because he died in fifteen oh six. And they're blaming Columbus for that. Yeah. Well, so the funny thing is, they they could have told the real story and and still made it pretty damning. I mean, sure. so the, the the earliest recorded document that we have of Christopher Columbus's trip is actually his own diary. He kept very, very detailed records. Yes. His, his diaries yes. from those years are like detailed to the point of insanity. Like he talks about the crew's mood, the weather, animals that they met, like all these things in like super in depth kind of like he was an explorer or something yeah exactly <laughs> and and so it's like like oh well if you want to damn him for for things that he did when he met the natives why don't you talk about how he wrote in his diary about the first time he met the natives and they didn't have any iron and they cut themselves on the edge of his sword because they'd never seen iron before and but they were well built and so he recommended they be enslaved. How about yeah. that? No, like, he did. He did. Uh, he did write that in his journals. In fact, yeah. I, I do have a source. Depending on um, how deep we want to get into it, we can actually read some of the passages from his journal. Yeah. Um, we can get into that in a in a little bit, though. Um. So. Um, so they depicted the. Uh, I'm Wade let's see, from Brigham City. Was it the Tawahi tribe? Unfortunately, my family like has a history of hardship. Something like that, yes. Random ad. Um, my bad. But yeah, the, the leftist narrative depicts uh, Columbus as if he was like a Hitler like killer. Um, and th- as far as I can tell, that is not true. Um, like I said before, they depicted it as if he killed the 250,000 natives in the Taino tribe. Um, but m- most of that was disease. And again, they had to admit that it wasn't until 50 years later that the population ended up being just 200. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And most of that, as we know, is from disease, which, like, how were they supposed to know? Like, that's tragic. We can agree that's tragic and terrible. Mm-hmm. But it was disease that was not. Yeah. Anyway. But here's the thing. The Taino tribe, uh, this is according to wallbuilders.com. They were a warrior tribe. Mm -hmm. What is it? Why would they, that tribe, feel the need to be a warrior tribe? Well, because they were peaceful with every other person living on the island. Yeah, so the the (laughs) Hitler-like narrative that the left has on uh, the indigenous people um that's based on the uh, the narrative that the you know the colonizers were the worst and the native americans were basically a bunch of care bears um, well, he showed up and they just gave him everything that they had yeah so so why weren't the uh, native americans why weren't they like a tree hugging peaceful people well because Let's see. Uh, 
I think our friend Adam That's... was confusing Christopher Columbus with the Road to El Dorado story. <laughs> <laughs> he just watched it, so he got it mixed up. So the Taino tribe, which is the, the which was the tribe that was depicted being slaughtered by Columbus. Uh huh. Um, they had apparently conquered, driven out, and replaced the early Osabino culture that lived in the land before them. Also, they were a warrior. They were a warrior tribe because they had defended themselves from the neighboring tribe that liked to conquer and enslave them. The neighboring tribe was called the the Carib tribe or the Kanib tribe. Both of those pronunciations give us names that we use today. The Carib tribe, which I believe is just a pronunciation, but it's the same tribe. That's where we get the word Caribbean from. Oh. Would you like to guess? Would you like to guess what word we have today from the word the Kanib tribe? Cannibal. Oh. Oh. Like, I don't, I feel like I don't need to say anything else to, um, like, debunk this idea that the indigenous peoples that Christopher Columbus encountered were a bunch of Care Bears. Is this where the Wendigo comes from? (laughs) So let me get this straight. Columbus sails across the ocean blue, lands in American islands. He never set and foot in America. Is Puerto Rico technically? Last I checked. Last I checked, last I checked. Outlying American um, that's funny. island. So he lands Because isn't that the first place he said that they landed? <laughs> just he meets, throwing it out there. He meets some people, and just like anywhere else in the world, there's all kinds of stuff going on within this new group of people that he's met. He doesn't know exactly which tribe is which, who loves who, who hates who. And so he sees some people being really nice, and he sees some people scalping, beheading, enslaving, eating the others, eating other people, including his own men. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So that he, that he was granted to uh, granted under his control by the Spanish king and queen. So therefore he was responsible for the men that were under his command and had to do things to... All right, I've heard enough. Did the force off right? His men. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed something in all of that. <laughs> and yes... Yes, his journals do have some damning stuff about him. At the however, same time, however, you cannot judge historical figures based on the morals today's. of today. Yes, because yeah. yes, while today he would be a despicable, awful, awful person, at the time when he lived, that was par for the course. He Absolutely. was he was uh, granted the voyage because basically the king and queen of Spain were promised riches and a new trade route and all this stuff. And part of, you know, trade at the time was slavery Mm -hmm. of which the king and queen of Spain participated in. Mm -hmm. So he engaged thusly, but he also sent his own men to court back in Spain for mistreating the slaves and people on the Island. Yep. So, (laughs) 
and we have court records from way back when of that happening. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm not a popular All right. guy well, on TV to do stuff like that. So what yeah. do I know? So speaking of that, I think now is a good time that we can go over the quotes from the uh, Columbus's journal. Uh, Trevor, do you have that source? Was that part of the email? I think it was. Uh, I don't know. I have Columbus memes. I have the wiki page. Uh, let's do the Columbus memes. Columbus memes. Yeah. So let's debunk some of those. The, oh, why we should abolish Columbus Day. Yeah. 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 Uh, I guess you want to visually yeah, you, see. Yeah, I guess meme. you want to see the memes. Yeah. <laughs> Insert meme here. <laughs> I hate their little... Uh, Let's see. Thing. So killed and enslaved millions of Native Americans. Scroll down. Trying to, it doesn't like wow. it. Yeah, it doesn't. Oh, yeah, like that your is computer, that. does it? I also think that that giant ad in the okay, That's so here's definitely one not helping showing twice on there. Yeah, so here's one. Wait, so you're telling me that if I kill an entire culture and take credit for discovering a land I in no way discovered, I'll get a random Monday in October off from work? Sold. So, in other words, again, this is just full of wrong premises. I mean, we have dumber holidays. <laughs> I'm Earth just going to throw that out there. When is Earth Day again? So <laughs> just debunking that meme here. That, again, they're using the same logic before. Oh, does, Columbus didn't discover America because like, there were Vikings that did in the 1100s, which we discovered those records in like 1970. <laughs> so um, let's change it to Viking Day. And we can go a Viking. <laughs> well, no. The Make point, Saxons great again. Make Saxons that, great again. The yes. Reason, the reason Columbus discovered is credited with, with discovering America is because he's the one that brought it to civilization. Yeah. Like he made it well known among civilization. And then uh, that brought forth the possibility of colonizing the Americas. I know. I was just being sarcastic, especially since the... The idea of going a Viking means that you would go and and pillage and burn a plunder local village, <laughs> literally rape L and plunder. Literally rape and plunder <laughs> your neighbor. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> so much better than celebrating Columbus Day. I'll I'll let you uh, I'll let you take some of these memes, Trevor and Mike. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah, I, I took it off because it kept. It was trying to give okay, me a we can, but yeah, right. but yeah, uh, let's see. I assume a Columbus day sale means I can go into that store and take everything I want. Uh, today. Yes. <laughs> In today's world. <laughs> Well, again, See, those are the same Democrat city in the in the country. It's the same people that advocate for the defund police movement and mm -hmm. don't incarcerate criminals that are uh, saying that Columbus was bad for you know that discovering are, America. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to prosecute criminals that are behaving in a very tribalistic manner, such as Columbus encountered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Um, you know, I may have lost the source with the journal article, so we might have to just move on from there. 
So moving on to a much better narrative. So that's that's the hostile narratives that we have. Um, I think this video from PragerU sums up things pretty well. Certainly better than I could articulate. So Trevor, how about we play the PragerU video? It's about five minutes long. <clears throat> we shouldn't have to pause on this one, right? No, no. <laughs> you never know. If you attended college, this is what you were likely taught. America was founded through acts of genocide, accompanied by larceny on the grandest scale. Columbus and the Europeans who followed him sailed to the New World with the intention of exploiting whomever they found, and, if necessary, enslaving or exterminating them. Soon afterwards, they began importing black bodies from Africa. They then built the world's richest country out of a combination of slave labor, stolen land, and environmental destruction. Did I miss anything? As an historian, I can assure you this view is inaccurate in most particulars. But getting the story wrong is only part of the problem. The bigger problem is this. If you teach generation after generation that their country, their society, and their history are uniquely awful, they are likely to believe you. This is a sure route to societal failure. No. This has consequences not only for America, but the entire world. Many in the U.S. seem to have no clue just how much of a city on the hill the U.S. is still perceived to be. Amen. And how important that American beacon is to millions of people living under autocratic regimes. If the image of the U.S. is fundamentally delegitimized, if its entire raison d'etre, its reason for being, is tainted, then increasing numbers of people will wonder whether democracy itself is worth the trouble. We're not a so let's correct the record before it's too late. The not narrative of the stolen country or Native American genocide does not stand up to scrutiny by any honest historian. It is a dangerously myopic and one-sided interpretation of history. It puts 100% of the burden on Europeans who are held responsible for nearly all historical evil, while so-called indigenous people are mere victims, saint-like, innocent martyrs whose civilizations were close to ideal. This is simplistic, anti-historic thinking that has gained currency only because most practicing historians and history teachers have either given into groupthink or else have been cowed into silence by fear of losing their jobs. There is hardly a single civilization on Earth which did not displace natives or which did not engage in nasty wars or ethnic cleansings at many points during its history. No matter who discovered the New World, it's inevitable that a large proportion of its inhabitants would have died within the first few decades after first contact. The New World population was smaller and more homogenous than the Old World population. Thus, its people had less immunity to disease than the people of the Old World, where communities from Africa, Asia, and Europe had been intermingling for millennia. So the claims of genocide by disease have almost nothing to do with European actions, apart from their simply reaching the New World. And, of course, Europeans of the time had no way of predicting the continent-wide epidemic repercussions of their actions. Let us also acknowledge that Native American society was just as warlike as any other in human history. If not more the so. anthropologist's vision of Native Americans as peace pipe smoking environmentalists, which gained purchase in the 1970s, has long since given way to a more Hobbesian portrait of pre-Columbian reality. In North America, most natives were primitive farmers. This means that, with some exceptions, they had no permanent settlements. 
They farmed in an area for a few decades until they wore out the soil. Then they moved on to greener pastures where the hunting was better and the land more fertile. Hold on, I have to pause. So you're telling me (laughs) these earth-loving, green, whatever, Indians... We're literally Destroy. moving across the land like a plague of locusts. Yes. Destroying everything they touched. Yes. Huh. Huh. All while still not being able to figure out how to make a wheel work. If somebody was already on those greener pastures, that meant war. If you won, the land was yours, and the tribe you defeated was destroyed or assimilated. This pattern repeated itself endlessly. In most of North America, the idea that any one piece of land belonged to any one tribe for more than 50 or 100 years is highly doubtful. The idea that the Europeans stole land which had belonged in perpetuity to any one tribe is ludicrous. This is the basic math of all human history. If you can defend your land, you can keep it. If you can't, you lose it. This was true 5,000 years ago, 500 years ago, and to a very real extent, it is still true today. In almost every case, conquest happened without remorse. Caesar didn't agonize over his conquest of Gaul. What is unique is that in conquering North America, some Europeans expressed moral qualms about what they were doing. This was true from the very beginning. The priest Bartolomé de las Casas wrote an eloquent plea to the monarchs of Spain as early as the 1540s, chronicling in detail how wanton adventurers had exploited natives against the express will of the Spanish crown. The priest's concerns were picked up by countless others over the centuries and continue to this day. Yes, it was Western Europeans who made an issue of human rights, which is why we debate the morality of conquest in the first place. Ah. But who wants to talk about that? I'm Jeff Finn Paul, professor of economic and social history at Leiden University for PragerU. Very nice. Anyway, have you seen? Have you seen the democracy thing? Uh, have you seen Candace Owens' video on slavery? I have not. You should watch it. That was that was a minute a while ago, wasn't it? Uh, it was a little bit ago. Yeah, I think she yeah. was still with PragerU when she did that one. I think I've seen that one. Yeah. But, oh. Yeah. It was, anyway, it's good. It it has a lot of the same points. It's the same notes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, summing up that video, basically it was the, like most of the decimation of the native tribes was caused by diseases, which like that, that would happen anyway. Like someone yeah. like, are you telling me that you think that that part of the world is not going to be touched? If the forever? Persians, if the Persians landed there, that would have been the same thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but I can say, and also the natives, they were all caught in this cycle of war, just like the old war, old world was where, you know, they farmed some land for a little bit and then they ruined the land and they went on to the next land and, oh, someone's already on that land. Well, let's conquer them and kill them. That's why they were warrior tribes is because they were at war constantly. And their civilization was so perfect. They couldn't farm for more than 50 years. Yeah. So the point is, is I can sympathize with the brutality of colonization and the blood bloodshed and the slavery that was left in its wake. It's a tragedy that we can, that we all call history. And I'm not going to defend um, the horrible things that happened when these civilizations collided. But one thing I will say, thank God it was Western civil civilization that won 
and to some degree broke the, the, broke the cycle of death and destruction. Because had they not, all of humanity would continually be endlessly stuck in that cycle. And frankly, modern society, as we know it, is the exception, not the rule. Yes. If the left had, had its way, we'd go back to the power struggles that humanity was stuck in for thousands of years before the West. Admittedly... Uh, so... That is oversimplified, but the very propaganda that teaches that Western civilization is bad and destroying the rule of law, the credibility of our institutions, the concept of freedom itself, is and advocating for the, this authoritarian, author, authoritarian rule, if we destroy the legitimacy of the city on the hill that is the United States and the Constitution, we will find ourselves right back in that vicious cycle. So that's my argument. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost just the West one. It's almost like they're trying to erase the history of tribalism as they push us deeper and deeper into tribalism. Because <laughs> where are we now from what we recorded for uh, for the beginning of the week? The the bushel is all this tribalistic crap going on on politics. Pretty much to the point where you have people that absolutely hundred percent are not voting for Donald Trump because he's Donald Trump and or he's Republican, <laughs> not caring at all about his policies or accomplishments or anything like that, or any Republican for that matter. They won't vote for him because they're Republican. And on the flip side, they won't vote Democrat because, well, it's a Democrat. I'm not going to vote for him mm-hmm. just because of the title that's with their name. Just like oh, these true. tribes that Columbus uh, encountered these tribes were basically all the same people, just some identified as different tribes than others. And so therefore they had to hate each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they have records of entire tribes that went extinct before, yep. before, before the Europeans touched ever, the ever touched <laughs> the country, the continents, because they were always at war. Always at war. Yeah, so, that's another thing about just that time of the world in general is if you don't build up your civilization as fast as you can, another civilization is going to come and wipe you out. So well, I feel like that's something that we don't have to worry about to the same degree these days. I mean, and once again, unless the left destroys our society, which is what they're trying to do, but. <laughs> Like that, that was the history of the world for the longest yeah. time. Well, and, and I mean, I mean, you think about, think about the native Americans, you think about that type of environment, right? And, and the Europeans were shocked when they got here and the native Americans were so primitive. They didn't know what iron was. Right. Yeah. But, but think about that. Like they could have at some point. How many generations does it take of, of killing each other off before you lose what technology you have? I'd say probably two, maybe three. Probably not even that, depending on you know, how depraved the uh, civilization becomes. Yeah. So I mean, like right right now with... Uh, with space travel for us, the growing sentiment behind we never landed on the moon. Right. Coupled with the uh, um, 
apparently we lost the technology to be able to travel to the moon or whatever. It's like, well, it's still there. How many people believe that the Holocaust never happened? Right. There are people that are still alive that were in the Holocaust. uh Uh-huh. Not many of of them, (laughs) but the fact remains. Yeah. And it, and we're running into the same kind of thing already with uh, like September 11th. Not necessarily that people don't believe it happened, but they just, there's already, there's, there's people of voting age that have no idea what America was like before 2001. And so they think this is how it's always been. And so they're not willing to fight for what was there before because they had no idea it was there before. And they think this is what freedom is. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah just a generation two generations later <laughs> yeah. no what i find like the thing that keeps back that always baffles me is just how incoherent their worldview is they say things like columbus has no right to come to the new world while simultaneously advocating for open borders and, and the, the same the same people too that will uh tell you that darwin was brilliant with his survival of the fittest. Care <laughs> to elaborate on that a bit? Well, the whole uh, evolution thing and all that stuff is the strong survive. And oh yeah. So when met with opposition, if you're not strong enough, you don't survive. They they will buy that hook, line, and sinker. But then you show that in the human world, and I, no, no, that's it, that's that's immoral, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good point. That's if not it immoral. Double, it's evolution. If it wasn't for double standards, they wouldn't have zero yeah. standards at all. They wouldn't have Again, any standards at all. I could I could keep going on this. Like it, they say that it was wrong for a colonizer to try to convert the natives to Christ- Christianity, while simultaneously they're trying to force the LGBT uh, stuff <laughs> yes. onto everyone. Like they are literally, they are literally like criticizing African nations for not accepting the gay agenda, even though they have no interest in it whatsoever. Like yes. they're doing the exact same thing. Yes. And like what what world are they picturing when they're scolding people like Columbus? Because again, most of the death of the Native Americans happened by diseases. Like what are you picturing? Do you think that the West never would have found the Americas? Do you think that never would have happened? <laughs> it would have been forever secluded. Like what <laughs> what kind of world are you picturing exactly? And well, they wouldn't have the been Native found Americas- until after slavery was abolished. Like, do you think that they, like all the natives are just holding hands with each other while they're over there? We just covered how the reality is that they're just warring with each other. Like, do you really, like, is that really what you picture in your head? That the so, natives are just if, holding hands? If, and- if we'd have waited a couple hundred years, there wouldn't have been any natives left. <laughs> so, so what if, I mean, what if we made it, what if in their perfect world, made it all the way to we're getting satellites into space before we realize, holy crap, there's entire two continents there that we never saw before. I feel like someone would have, would have discovered that. Right. But in their perfect world, we get to that point. What happens then where everyone has definitive proof and evidence that, Hey, there's an entire two continents there. World war. Because satellite image is showing that you are going to have the entire world clashing on that continent. World war. Native Mm -hmm. be damned. Uh, especially of all of its resources, especially because of how rich in oil 
the Americas. North Americas, yeah. Oh, yes. As soon as that was discovered, the, gone. The the U.S. isn't tapping our oil at all, but they have a greater reserve than the Middle East does. Yep. There is more oil in the U.S. than there is in the Middle East. Hmm. We're not using any of it. And if that were discovered today, with America having never existed, there would be a world war over the resources in this country. Yep. And whatever people were here at the time wouldn't exist. Yes, because they wouldn't at, have been spared. They wouldn't have the been given of, sovereign lands. At the time, they of would Columbus, be nuked from orbit. At the time of Columbus, most of them were a thousand to two thousand years behind in technology. Yeah, <laughs> from Columbus's time. Yeah. Fast forward, just even not even a thousand years, just five hundred years, with the Western world developing everything. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't turn out well. You're you're talking about people fighting an airplane with a bow and arrow. Uh-huh. This one might have a steel head. Oh. Oh, that might that might hit it then. <laughs> yeah, and, th- and then the couple that with the World War, it wouldn't just happen on North America, it would be happening all over Europe because yep. you got to fight them off before they get to America. Then you got to fight them in America on top of that. It's, it's, it's just worse. This, this is the thing people, this is the thing people really don't understand. America, the United States, the freedom that United, the United States represents is, is one of two things. It's either inevitable that at some point a society like this would pop up and save the world because it needed to. Uh Uh-huh. Because, Humanity can't go the way that it goes without a free state like this existing and survive. It, it can't do it. It can't prosper. It'll lose its technologies. It'll fall into the dark ages. It'll completely collapse. It, that's, it, that's what happens when you remove freedom. That's what happened to the dark ages before. It's that's, like the older brother when uh, yeah. mom and dad go out for the night and the older brother is left in charge. So, so one, yeah, like I said, one of two things, either a society like the U S is inevitable and it would have sprung up somewhere else and it it would be the same problem just in a different location or a society like the U S isn't inevitable at which point the world spirals until it burns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even kind of piggybacking off of that and what we said before, if the U.S. fails in um, staying the course it's supposed to be on, the rest of the world will take advantage of that extremely weak United States. And we'll see exactly what we talked about, world war, trying to reap the resources of the United States. And the world will spiral until it burns. Yep. Yeah. So I guess what we're trying to say here is that the like the society that we know for the last couple of generations is very fragile. Yep. And very fragile and extremely important. The West winning and America being founded, like all of that was is what ended that cycle that all of humanity was stuck in yep. for millennia. The pilgrims hearing about uh um hearing about the voyage of Columbus and others deciding to take their Judeo-Christian principles to a new world where they could be free from the rule of kings and all that stuff 
establish the land under a covenant with God to do what he wants us to do, what he wanted them to do. And we're in turn, very Christ-like to any people that they encountered on the new land. Because of that, America became what it is. Yeah. And the left and the types of people that um, criticize Columbus and America in general, like they are trying to destroy that legacy. Yes. So, you know, um, when I, when I encounter people like that, that like hate America and all that sort of stuff, like when they have the audacity to say things like I would have fought to abolish slavery if I had lived in that time. (laughs) You didn't even fight to not have to wear a mask. You freaking pansy. No, like... You ninny. Do you know how I know you'd be a product of your time? Have you lived in the past? <clears throat> because you you're endorsed? a product of your time now. Exactly, exactly. It's because Correct. you're a product Friday. of... You're buying into all the social trends of, your, uh, of the day now. That men can be women. Abortion isn't <clears throat> murder. Socialism is cool. Do you fund the police and we'll be fine. America's built on slavery. Like, you're buying into all of that crap. Uh-huh. Brainwashed yep. beta soy boys just... Nah, it's, man. It would be the exact same back then. You just changed the lingo of, well, the king said so. Well, the priest said so. Yep. Well, <laughs> it's exactly, that's exactly what they would be had they lived in that during that time. Well, mm-hmm. you see, the WHO said so. Yeah. You see, the CDC says that this uh-huh. is the All thing right. we well, need to do. Wrapping this up. So, once again, I can't defend the horrible realities that most of humanity... Um, has lived through during Columbus's time and, frankly, through all of humanity. Including currently. Yeah, including currently. (laughs) But one thing I will say is thank God the West won, and we need to continue to defend the legacy of the West or else we will end up in that exact same cycle. So for that, Columbus, with all of his flaws, is a man worth remembering and even a man worth celebrating. Amen. Fair Amen. enough. Amen. Fair enough. Well, that was nice. That was lovely. I feel I like I. A... I feel like I learned that I am correct about Columbus. Yep. <laughs> Just go ahead and carve that into stone. <laughs> Columbus was correct. Change your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, when I went into this, I actually didn't know the history of Columbus all that deeply. I just assumed that the popular narratives of my day were wrong. So I'm like, I'll just do a little bit of research and I'll be able to prove them wrong. If you you start with the idea that the current ideas are probably wrong, you're most likely on the right track. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. That's the day and age we live in. If, if you begin from the point of the popular opinion is bullshit, you're probably right. Like, oh, what is my generation saying? Okay, I'll do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> well, it applies in so many things. Literally, so, yeah. I won't go on a tirade. But. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, with that, like and subscribe. Share all the things. Check out Redemption Tactical. Yes. They're cool. Link 
in the description below, along with all of our sources and stuff as usual. Um, and uh, you can also check out the nakedapplemedia.com. That's where we put all of our sources because it's nice to have them there. Yeah. And you can check out anything else we put on there, like shirts that are outdated and <laughs> other things. At the time we made those shirts, though, they were. It was prophetic. Yes. Yes. We predicted that prophetic. the uh, 15 days flatten the curve would end in 2022. And lo and behold, well, son of a gun, <laughs> we were right. And it's on a shirt. Yep. But yeah, that's that's it. That's uh, that's uh, your slice of history for this time around. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Unwrapping and the Earth spinning around and stuff. And then the knowledge Keith knows you've seen and heard multiple times. So, okay. Yeah, I th I think we should just do um, the slices of history. I yeah. guess. Okay. Yeah, and we can keep the jump right in. we can keep the knowledge Keith knows to less historical focused things. Yeah, like cultural stuff and <laughs> that sort things, of thing. Things that we want to mock and make fun of, basically. Mike's mic matters. Mike's like Matt. I do like that. We should use that in the future. <laughs> I have it written down. <laughs> Unlike knowledge, it. Keith knows the uh, acronym <laughs> for this one is MMM. 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 Delicious. <laughs> I had seventy-one MMs today. Seventy-one. I'm, I'm, you counted? I'm my, yes, I ca I'm tracking my ca um, calories, and so for me to they had infinite MMs at work. They had a dispenser that anyone can. Yeah, dangerous. I know, but I gave in to temptation. But the caveat seventy-one times count, even. I had to count every MM. <laughs> It's when I was looking at uh, Elon Musk's uh, Twitter thing, that he had a tweet on there that said, "I don't, I only ever eat point four of a donut because my mind calculates that as zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It's near zero, so it might as well be zero. It's basically zero. <laughs> we round it to zero. <laughs> That's cool. why they created donut holes. <laughs> yes. I thought it was so that they could make donuts. My bad. No. No. All right. Yeah. I got all your stuff pulled up and ready. So ready on this end. I'm already all recording. Right. Already recording. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let Didn't you even tell me the... so I could do this. I'll let you do we need to clap? the intro. There we go. <laughs> I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. Clap, clap, clap. <clears throat> What's awesome is the clap actually goes up the side of the screen and then disappears into your camera when <laughs> you're giving it. Yeah, I was literally, giving it. literally giving it to Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Who's All got right. the clap? He does. He does. <laughs> How is that even a kid show? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Is it the Wiggles or whatever? Yeah, it's the Wiggles. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, shall we? Yes. <laughs>